Like it's a puzzle. Where does this piece go? All right. Well, if this piece goes there, what does it, how does that impact this? How does that impact that? Maybe it's more like a Rubik's cube, which I've never solved the proper Rubik's cube, but Hey, you know, problem solved. I, 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 I'm always down to try. Episode 1159 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, what do running coaches actually do? Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at Dry Seats, which is a new sponsor. Always glad to have new sponsors on the show. And uh, the timing for this couldn't almost be better, seeing as uh, it's it's pretty much summer in most places, at least most places, North America, uh, Northern Hemisphere. Listen to this right now. We are we are heading into the summer months, and uh, it's hot, depending on where you are. It's maybe humid as well. And you know as well as I do that when you go for a run this time of year, you come home and you're a freaking sweaty mess, right? And, and I don't... don't don't come at me with, I don't sweat, I sparkle, I glisten, I shimmer, but BS, you sweat. I sweat, we all sweat. That's what we do when we're going out for our runs this time of year. And if you start and stop at your house, I mean, you know, whatever, no big deal. But if you take the car somewhere, whether you're going to a track, going to a trail, going to a group run somewhere, maybe you're you're going to the to your friend's house and you, you meet there and you start your, your runs together, whatever the case might be, you got to get back in the car when you're a freaking sweaty mess you know, you know what you do. You know, same thing that I've always done. You, you've got that that old beach towel that you kind of sort of try to pinch into the the corners of the seat so that it doesn't stay. And you try to sit on it just right so that it's protecting your seat a little bit. And then as soon as you move, the towel falls, and now your sweaty, gross back and your sweaty, gross booty are all pressed up against your car seats. And before long, you know, there's a funk that starts to build up in your car if you're not careful. Not if you've got dry seats. Not if you've got dry seats. These things are awesome, and they do just what they sound like they should do. They cover the seat of your car and keep it dry. No matter how funky you are, no matter how much of a rainstorm you ran through, you jumped in the river after you run, you're just a freaking sweaty mess like we all tend to be after a run this time of the year. It doesn't matter. You throw your dry seat over your, your seat of your car, which has got a little, a little hood, if you will, at the top of it that goes around the headrest. So your headrest is protected from your sweaty hair. And also so that when you move, the daggum thing doesn't slide down, exposing your car seat to your funk. Right? Beautiful. It's so simple. Why didn't we think of this? I know that's what you're saying. Lord knows why didn't I think of this? Um, easy peasy, covers your car seat, keeps it, keeps it protected, totally machine washable. Uh, throw it in the throw it in the wash after a run, or if you're like me, after after a few weeks, when theoretically it might start to stink, but you don't your your nose doesn't work, so you really don't care anyway. One way that as 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 often as your cleanliness situation dictates, throw your dry seat in the washing machine, let it dry out, you know, put it in the dryer, hang it out, whatever it takes, dry it out. Next time you get in the car to go for a run, good to go. Seats funk free seats this year. Thanks to the folks over at Dry Seats. They're an American company here. Made in the USA. You know, we appreciate that kind of thing as well. So uh, if you haven't gotten one yet, or if, if you're if you're sick of playing the old beach towel game in your car after after a race or a run or whatever, get yourself a dry seat. Point your browser over to dry-seats.com. That's dry with an I. D-R-I-seats, S-E-A-T-S.com. A couple different sizes depending on the size of your car. They've also got a, an armrest cover that I got my eye on because... You know, my seats might not have a funk to them, but my armrest in my car, it's got a funk to it. Might might get the uh, the armrest cover. 
But whatever you decide to shop for, make sure you use the code DIZ20, D-I-Z-2-0 at checkout. Save yourself 20% on your order. And uh, mo- maybe more importantly, cut that, uh, that, that detailing bill just rip it up. You don't even need to get your car. De- well, maybe maybe you still have some other you know crumbs and that. T- maybe you got some kids in the car. You still have some kid funk in the car. But as far as steam cleaning your seats to try to get your funk out, no worries anymore. Thanks to the folks at Dry Seats. So thanks to have Dry Seats on board. And again, it's dry d r i dash seats dot com. Of course, we'll have a clickable link in the uh, description in with today's episode. So you can just swipe in your podcast player. Click it there. Diz twenty. At checkout, D-I-Z-2-0 at checkout. Save yourself 20%. So today, talking about what a running coach actually does. Because I think sometimes, and I've, I've heard this before, you know, why, why should I invest in a running coach just to tell me what kind of distances to run? Like, I can either figure that type of stuff out myself. Uh, I, can, I can certainly, you know, go online. I can listen to podcasts. Diz, I can buy your book. Yeah, I mean, all those things are viable options. Shoot, you can ask chat, B, chat GPT. Easy for me to say, but you can, AI can make you a training plan for a race these days. If you're looking for numbers, you know, should I run six miles, then eight miles, then 10 miles, whatever the progression might be. The, that type of situation is not difficult to find, not difficult to source, not difficult to figure out yourself. And if you think that that is all that coaches do or that that that's the majority of what a running coach provides to the athletes that they coach, you know, I, I'm here, I guess I'm here to tell you and, and over the course of the next, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 minutes, something like that, who are we kidding, the next 20 odd minutes, whatever, uh, try to d- dissuade you for that or at least help you realize that I think we as coaches, I hope we as coaches provide a whole lot more than just numbers on a calendar, numbers on a training plan. And in fact, if I may be so bold, I would say that's one of the the least valuable things that we do, um, and, and obviously we do it right. Like like you know anybody ask anybody that I coach, um, you know I, I put numbers on their schedule form. You know I, I give them a, a, a whether it's a time you know run for sixty minutes or, or ninety minutes or forty minutes or whatever. You know two miles, four miles, eight miles, ten miles. Like I put numbers on the calendar for the folks. I'm not trying to pretend like I don't, but. I, I feel like, and maybe I'm just, you know, high on my own horse here, but I feel like that's, that's maybe, maybe a quarter, maybe a 10% of the value that I hope to provide the folks that I work with. And quite frankly, if I can, if I can continue to toot my own horn a little bit here, I think that if that's all that I really provided, or if that was, if that was even the majority, if that was, if, if the numbers on the calendar were 70, 80, 90% of what I provided, I don't think I'd have folks that stick around for three years, four years, five years, six years uh, that we've been working together consecutively because why bother? Because let's, let's, let's just pull the curtain back all the way here. And again, you can ask the people I coach, um, the vast majority of their training schedule, except for when we're like really building for a race, most of the time, it's a copy paste job. Like it's pretty repetitive. We run a pretty boring ship around here. I'm all about consistency, and y'all know I'm all about running easy. That's that's a, a big focus. You know, we, we'll mix in a workout. Maybe we'll change some numbers here, and then we'll throw a cutback in here and there. But, you know, they, they kind of know. They kind of know that, uh, you know, what we do on Tuesday this week is probably what we're going to do on Tuesday next week, probably what we've done on Tuesday for the last 47 weeks, probably what we'll do on Tuesday for the next 47 weeks as well. Rinse and repeat for pretty much every day of the calendar, at least when we're not like really actively building up towards a race. When we're in that maintenance phase, base building phase, 
things are pretty boring on my end. But like I said earlier, at my end being on the coaching end, obviously. But like I said earlier, if if that's all the value that I'm providing, you know, I mean, people would stick around for a month, maybe two, figure out this is this is the groove that we're in, and they'd be gone. So I like to think that I, I provide a little bit more, and, and I certainly like to think that other coaches provide a whole lot more than that as well, because otherwise I would I would find it hard to be able to justify charging what I charge. I would certainly find it hard. I, I wouldn't fault anybody for being like, eh, yeah, you know, that's th- that running coach thing, not really worth it. Um, but I don't know that I very often do a good job of explaining what else you're getting when you work with me or when you work with any coach, because let's not kid ourselves. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, right? I'm not everybody's flavor of Kool-Aid. I get that. But if you're, if you're thinking about getting a coach or you, you've ever just wondered, maybe you're not even thinking about getting a coach, but you just wondered, what do they do besides put numbers on a calendar? I, I'm going to try to answer that for you today. So you can at least maybe see that, all right, might not be worth it for me, which is totally fine. But I can see why people have coaches that they enjoy working with because maybe there actually is more to it than just, you know, run six miles, run eight miles, run four by 800 meters, you know, whatever. Um, because it is a lot more than that as well. So uh, a, a couple of disclaimers though. Uh, the list that I'm going to go through today, I think there's eight things, seven things, something like that. It's certainly not exhaustive. Um, these are just some things that I kind of came up with. I put a question out on Twitter, but I kind of, you know, last minute. So didn't get too many responses, but thanks to Rebecca for shouting some things out. Not my Rebecca, different Rebecca. Um, but thanks, thanks for, for sharing a few things that she enjoys about working with, uh, her running coach, who's not me just for the record, not me. And that's okay. Um, but anyway, all that to say that different coaches provide different things. That's okay. Probably a lot of overlap. Sometimes there's there's differences in how we deliver the same types of value. You know, maybe it's it's uh, some coaches are more whip crackers, some coaches are more pats on the back. You know, you got to figure out what works for you. Um, but here is here is a list of some things that running coaches provide the athletes that they work with beyond just numbers on a calendar. And again, no particular order, no claims of this being the only things that running coaches provide. Just a handful of things that I could think of to maybe make it seem like we are worth what we charge because I think we do. I am biased. I'll say that, but I think we are worth it. So here we go. One thing that a good coach, a good running coach can provide to their athletes is some teaching, some education, basically some why you do the things you do, right? Like, like in, in I'll kind of keep using myself as an example, just because it's, it's the example I know best, but how often do I yammer on about the reasons for about, about running, running easy, right? Hopefully I talk about some of the, the reasons why and not just say, just run easy and just trust me. Just trust me. If you, if you slow down and you run easy, most of the time on race day, you'll be able to run fast. Um, and, and quite frankly, when I'm, when I'm talking to athletes, when I'm talking to, to runners that I've recently started working with and, and maybe, you know, and this has happened more than once, probably not every time, but a lot of times I start working with a new runner. I'm looking at some of their Strava data or their, their Garmin data or whatever, or looking at their, their first few runs that we're working together. I'm going, Hey, uh, have you ever thought about slowing down? You know, you do a lot of these runs, pretty, pretty, uh, kind of mid-level of, of exertion, not super hard, but certainly not easy. Um, what about slowing down? But then instead of just saying, just slow down, I say, here are some of the reasons why here is what the benefit is. Try to explain to them the science behind it without going too deep in the weeds, unless they want to, of course, then we, we, we further engage in the depth of the conversation. I'm happy to go deep, 
but just try to explain, educate. Here's why we're trying to do what we're trying to do. Here's the reason for this workout versus that workout. Here's the theory behind why we're building up the way we're building up. Because if, if you as the runner hopefully understands what I as the coach am asking of you, you'll buy in. You'll, you'll stick to the plan. You'll trust me. You'll trust the process. And, you know, there's no guarantees, but hopefully that will lead to the result that we're, we're working towards. If you just think that I'm just telling you to do something for the sake of telling you to do something, maybe you're not going to buy in as much. So a good coach will educate a little bit, explain some of the whys behind the what's and the how's. Another thing that a coach can do, another benefit, another bit of value that a coach can provide an athlete is to keep the big picture planning in, in mind and also to provide a little bit of outside perspective. Uh, you know, probably, potentially, possibly, you know that it's easy to get kind of laser focused on the next race. I mean, I know I've done it. I am guilty of it at times. Not that I plan out far enough anymore to, to get too laser focused on just one race. Um, but I used to back in my day, uh, where I was super race motivated. It was always about the next race, always about the next chance at a PR. And sometimes that can put you in a position of making, you know, some of those, those decisions in terms of maybe to push through a niggle, uh, maybe to, to go all in on this one race. And, you know, maybe that could have some longer term consequences, some, some downstream consequences that are negative impacts towards bigger picture goals, you know, towards, towards what the next race might be and how, if we, if we go for broke on this, uh, you know, on the, the race here, then the race that's eight weeks away or six weeks away or whatever, maybe that one's not, not going to be doable. If there's some type of injury, if we push something, if we force something. Now, sometimes that's still the right choice to make, but the coach can offer that perspective that, all right, well, all right, let's, let's weigh this versus that. Which one's more important? What's the priority? Things like that. And keep an eye on the big picture, even while also obviously helping with the training, helping with the planning, helping with the, the buildup for the next race. Uh, hopefully most coaches, I like to think I tend to do this, not perfect at it, but I like to think I tend to be able to keep an eye on, you know, what's next as well so that we don't paint ourselves into a corner. Coach also provides some, some encouragement, some motivation. You know, I talked earlier about sometimes it's a, it's a pat on the back. Sometimes it's a, it's cracking the whip. Um, I am not a very good whip cracker. I'll admit that. Uh, I've had folks kind of ask me to be a little bit more kind of hard, hardcore cracking the whip. And it's just, it just isn't my jam. It isn't how I, I, how I operate very well. I've tried it. doesn't really work. You know, I'll give a pep talk. I'll give some, some positive, positive spin on the situation. I'll tell it to you straight, but I'll give you, I'll give you a positive, positive spin. I'm not going to try to guilt somebody into running. Um, but I hopefully can motivate you. Hopefully can, can kind of help encourage you. All right. You know, something goes a little bit wrong. That's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust. Um, just focus on what you can control. Those types of things. You know, I, I try to be a pep talker, a cheerleader, but again, some coaches, they're more whip crackers. There's more, they're more, and if that's what works for you, that's great. But again, it's a whole lot more than just a number on a calendar, right? It's a whole lot more than just run run six miles today. It's it's encouraging. It's motivating. It's it's um, you know, especially when maybe when race day is is coming and you're not sure you've trained as well as you could have, or life has happened, which that we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. Um, but like you know, things didn't go as well as planned out of for reasons outside of your control. Hey, it's okay. You know, you, 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 the last four races we trained for went really well. I bet you a lot of that base is still there, you know, kind of a, a little way to, to twist the situation to make you see, all right, well, maybe not all hope is lost. That can be helpful with a good coach athlete relationship. 
Uh, scheduling out the little things, you know, again, how many times have I talked about how important little things are yet? How many times have I talked about, yeah, I'm not so great at always doing what I say we should be doing. Maybe, maybe if I had a coach putting those types of things on my schedule, maybe if I, as my own coach would just put those bloody things on my schedule, maybe that would help. But having, having a coach that can check in, maybe provide that little bit of level of accountability. Hey, how's your strength training going? When was the last time you got in the foam roller? What's, uh, what's the yoga routine looking like? You know, obviously knowing what, what things work for you, what your, your preferences are, you know, that's another big piece of this whole puzzle. This doesn't get a, a special mention, but just having a coach that gets to know you a little bit and knows that, you know, uh, like I know that I've got people that I, that I've been working with for years that if I schedule them to do yoga, it ain't going to happen. So I schedule them for foam rolling or I encourage them to stretch or, or whatever it is, right? Like, like some people, if I, if I, you know, schedule them to do the foam roller. They're like, no, but they'll get it. They'll get on the yoga mat. So kind of knowing what, what buttons to push, what things to schedule, um, how much detail, you know, some folks are just, Hey, do strength training. They're good to go. Some folks, I need to give it a little more step-by-step do these exercises. You know, I've got things available within, within my coaching group that, that they are generic, you know, admittedly, but they're good places to get started. Hey, if you're not sure at all of what strength training to do, here's a guide, follow it put your plan together, ask me questions. You know, we we can get things going, but having, having somebody schedule the little things, maybe hold your feet to the fire a little bit about doing the little things can be helpful to ensure that they actually get done. Um, problem solving kind of touched on this a couple times in various ways, but like I said earlier, and I've said again, dozens of times life is going to life, right? And if you have a coach that recognizes that, which I would think that most coaches do, although I've heard stories of people saying, well, you know, sorry, you can't go celebrate your anniversary because that's a peak mileage weekend for your goal race. And you've got to run, you've got to, you've got to run and sleep and train. Like what? Seriously? No. I like to think that I would, and and any good person who also happens to be a coach would be like, Hey, why don't you go celebrate your anniversary? Enjoy yourself. Take that weekend off for running and we'll shift the shift the, the higher volume weekend to the weekend before the weekend after or whatever. We'll make it work. Problem solve. Again, putting the numbers on the calendar. That's pretty easy. A freaking artificial intelligence can do that, but a good coach can go, Oh, well, okay. This is what we would normally do. This is a normal routine, but yeah, this, this anniversary party kind of important. Your kid's birthday kind of important. This work deadline. Yeah. You got to make sure that gets taken care of. So how do we adjust the schedule? How do we move things around? Sometimes it's as easy as just saying, don't worry about it. But sometimes, especially in, you know, peak training blocks or in, in key parts of the, the building cycle, like, yeah, you got to get those runs in, but they don't have to be on Saturday and Sunday every week or Tuesday and Wednesday or whatever days you would do that, that particular workout. We shift it around. We figure it out. We figure out a way that works for you, still works for the, the, the process that we're trying to, to build through with the training. Um, and I, personally, I don't know that this is always the, the area that, that everybody that I work with would say I'm the best at, but the problem solving is the piece that I enjoy the most, you know? And if, if you've been around here long enough, you know that I, you know, I like a good jigsaw puzzle and that's kind of how I view this. Like it's a puzzle. Where does this piece go? All right. Well, if this piece goes there, what does How does that impact this? How does that impact that? Maybe it's more like a Rubik's cube, which I've never solved the proper Rubik's cube, but Hey, you know, problem solving. I, 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 I'm always down to try problem solving, uh, is something that a coach can do race day support. Another thing that a good coach provides, 
whether that's putting the plan together, do this, do this in terms of like, we try, these are our pace goals. Here's this section of the course where it's a little bit hillier. So don't worry so much about, you know, you're going to be a little bit slower on the ups. You're going to be a little bit faster on the downs. It's okay. Don't, don't hammer on the uphill to try to stay in your, you know, goal pace window and then, and then put the brakes on, on the down. Like you're going to go slower up. You're going to pick up the time coming back down. And once we get past the the hills at, at mile six, it'll be flat ish settle into your goal pace. Then putting that plan together is helpful. Maybe, and I know I'm not the only coach that offers, you know, like literally come run with you. Um, so whether it's, it's me or another coach who literally shows up on race day to pace you, to support you, to run with you, to crew you, to cheer you on, you know, that, that can be pretty special, pretty useful, pretty helpful. Hey, you remember we did that, that hard workout. That's why we did that for this, the benefit of this on uh, at this race. You did that. You survived that. Let's go. That can be super, super helpful super valuable. And again, a whole lot more than just numbers on a calendar. Last but not least from today's list, although again, non-exhaustive, this list could go on for a whole lot longer, um, is damage control. You know, sometimes, and, and I don't, I don't really like these conversations. And when I say, I don't really like these conversations, these, this is the part of the, of coaching that I dislike the most, but sometimes you, you kind of, I kind of, a good coach kind of has to tell a runner like, no, like whether it's don't run for the next couple of weeks, you've got this little niggle, whether it's that goal might be too big for you right now. Um, and maybe it's not always telling no, but it's pointing out like, all right, we can try this, but if it goes sideways, you're going to lose this, this, and this, or these, these are the potential consequences and, and help the runner decide, is this, is this really the right choice or not? Are we, are we on the right path or not? Um, but sometimes that damage control, sometimes that saving, saving the runner from his or herself is something that a coach can provide that, that an AI generated, here's your training calendar probably at least right now can't do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe six months from now as AI continues to evolve and improve and eventually take over the world, maybe it will. But for now, whether it's an AI plan, whether it's a one size fits all plan, whether it's a coach who's literally just putting numbers on a calendar and wishing you the best, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk bad about other running coaches, but if they're, if they're doing that, I'd, I would argue there's no whole lot, not a whole lot of value in that type of coaching situation, that type of, of coaching plan, if you will. Whereas somebody who gets to know you and can really provide some value in teaching and education and keeping the big picture in mind, offer encouragement, motivation when needed in the way that works best for you. Reminds you to do the little things, helps to solve problems, supports you on race day, and kind of can prevent you from your, your protect you from yourself. To me, that's a coach that at least you can you can argue or you can't argue that they don't provide some value. A whole lot more so than just numbers on a, on a calendar. Does it mean it's worth it to you? Does it mean that you you need a coach? You, you again, if you you've heard me say this before, if you've been around for a minute, and if you haven't, please please don't ever be under the, the, the misperception that I think that a coach is a need. No one needs a, a running coach. No one does. The people that I've been working with for years, they don't need me, but they, they feel that paying me every month is a valuable expense, that, it, that it's an investment in themselves and an investment in their running future towards their running goals that, that is worth the $100 or the $200 or whatever, whatever coaching level they're at with me, um, that it's worth that, that expense to them. So if you don't think that, that having some of these, these, you know, I don't want to say benefits, but having, if you don't think that a running coach would be of value to you, then don't hire a coach. That's fine. 
If it doesn't fit your budget, don't hire a coach. That's fine. But if you're under the, the misguided perception, whether because of poor experiences in the past, whether you just made an assumption that all a coach does is put numbers on a calendar, let me, let me just tell you that at least when it comes to a good running coach, they do a whole lot more than that to provide value to the athletes that they coach. So there you go. A little bit of education today, maybe a little bit of a nudge towards, hey, you know, if, if you hadn't thought about it before and now all of a sudden you're going, hey, I don't know, you know, maybe it's me, maybe it's not, that's fine. But if you're thinking about looking into a coach, uh, there are lots of great options out there. Lots of lots of folks that I know that do coaching. Obviously, I do it as well. Um, happy to answer some questions if you have them. You know how to get a hold of me. Um, but there you go. What do you think a coach does? Or, or did you did you know all of the different things that a coach does? Um, or at least hopefully does. Hopefully the va- different ways that they provide value to their athletes. Uh, thoughts, comments, feedback from today's episode. As always, appreciate it at disruns.com on Twitter. Dizruns.com on Twitter. Come on, Diz. Get your get your links straight here. On Twitter and on Instagram, we're at Dizruns because that's how those places work. On the interwebs, if you want to get to the blog post today, that's where Dizruns.com comes in and specifically Dizruns.com slash 1159, Dizruns.com slash 1159. Memes, GIFs, links, comment section down there at the bottom of course you can feed you can send me feedback there want to send me an email hey you know the you know the place or at least i think you probably do if not i'll tell you it's disruns at gmail.com is a great way to get in touch with me via email and with a little bit of luck i'll actually not lose your email in the black hole that is my inbox no guarantees but i'll do my best and uh if you're sick of leaving your funk all over your car seats get a dry seat Y'all get a dry seat. You will not, it's, it's, they're not, they're not that expensive. They're, they're really not. Um, and they work really, really well. Easy to put them in. You don't, you're not stuck with it in your car forever. Like you slip it in before you're going for your run. You take it out when you get home. And then when you go to work the next day or whatever, when it, when you go to work or you go to ballet recital or whatever, whatever it is you're also, you're using the car for, it's not in the car. You're not, you're not getting your clean clothes on your funky dry seat. No, 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 no. It's out of the car, in the car, seconds, made in the USA. Can't do better than a dry seat. Dryseats.com. It's dry-seats. Let me make that real clear. Dry-seats. Dry with an I. Dry-seats.com. Diz20 at checkout. Save yourself 20%. And uh, glad to have the folks from Dry Seats on board. And uh, you'll be hearing me talk about them more and more. But, I mean, they're they're really good. They're really good, y'all. Get yourself one if you don't have one already. And stop stop playing that game with the old beach towel. I played that game for a long enough time. It don't work. Get rid of it. Get a dry seat. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for humoring me when it comes to talking about what I do for a living, and uh, especially if you've never thought about what a coach does besides putting numbers on a calendar. We do We do a little bit more than that. I like to think we do a lot more than that. And uh, that's it for today. So if, if, you, if you know someone who might be questioning what a coach does, hit that share button, spread the word. But uh, if not, Till next time, y'all. Be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you.